This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Erin McGowan, certified personal trainer, and I just ate a chocolate-covered strawberry. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and calculator of figures. You have found the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Show's opened, the show's started, and we're about to begin. Uh, this is questions for an old trainer, old biologically and old, been in the game a long time. Um, me from a young from a young trainer biologically and neurologically. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be discussing that. Um, Aaron's going to ask me some questions. I got um, a bunch. Stanger got a bunch of questions. Just. I guess maybe like a real quick reminder to everybody um, about, you know, my personal training experience. I um, played college sports. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, the last, I knew it. The last season I played, I was injured as a season season ending injury. And so in order to keep my scholarship, I had to do, I had to work in intercollegiate sports. And so I did um, program design and periodization for women's sports. Um, So a couple of different sports there. I worked with like- You say periodization? Yeah, like you, where you just, you design what their, what their workout's going to be off season, in season and all that, you know, like you, you map it all out for them. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, how to, how to incrementally like build up, how to maintain during season. And then, you know, what was off season going to look like? And so anyway, just a year of that. And I worked with the strength and conditioning coaches for those various sports, just, just helped. I wasn't like in any kind of way in charge or anything, but I then moved from the Bay area to Southern California and, um, I was staying with my grandma. I was living with my grandma and uh, my aunt, uh, my niece rather, um, was playing high school soccer. And so just knowing that I had some of that experience and having played myself and all that, my aunt said, you should organize like a, a, you know, like a group for, you know, to train. I think I just started training her and then other people kind of wanted to start coming along like other people on her team. And there wasn't really anything in place at their school. And so I just started doing it after school and then it just kind of built from there. And then it got to be, you know, too much responsibility for me. I wasn't looking to, you know, I was going to say, start my own. Yeah. Start my own business. Like at like 23, 22, 23 is like a, uh, now people do. I mean, it's like a big business now, but it was a little new. It was a little new then. Um, and so, you know, I didn't even know what to charge people or how to make money or, you know, just like, I was just like carrying around like loose cash and stuff. And, (laughs) (laughs) but I did okay. Like I made okay money, but I kind of just wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to train people physique, more aesthetics as opposed to performance. Um, and so I started working at this 24-hour fitness um, that was in the South Bay, which is a part of Los Angeles, close to where I was staying with my grandma. And 
that one just seemed really corporate, uh, that, you know, like they're really just like pushing sales. You didn't make a lot of money as a trainer. Um, they charged a lot, you know, for the training sessions and the trainers would make like 20 bucks an hour or something. Oh. And yeah, so I did training through them. Um, whatever they had, like their apex training or something like their in-house thing that was um, maybe like they had a co-deal with Ace or one of these other like kind of early personal training certification um, companies. And then I also, uh, pursued, uh, national Academy of sports medicine, which is what Aaron ultimately did too. Um, and that one was really new and cutting edge at the time. Like it was, it was closer to what I had been doing, uh, in college, you know, where you're thinking about the whole body and, um, you know, you know, working on flexibility and, um, had right. like, a, you know, you, Aaron knows from doing it, but like a good, you know, a lot of biology in there, like a good, uh, anatomy and paying attention to all the, you know, the body and the kinetic chain and all this different stuff. So I got into, uh, national Academy of sports medicine. And then I was just looking for like a better gym, uh, experience and something that was a little less corporate. And that's where I ended up at the sports club, which I've talked a lot about, which ultimately became an Equinox, but it was a really high-end gym on the west side of Los Angeles. And so they pay their trainers really well. They also had like a really comprehensive training program. And then there's, you know, it attracted an affluent um, clientele or, or members. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to afford a lot of training. And so, you know, people, it was, it's a giant gym and people would just come in off the street. And so- you, you had people coming to you as a trainer. And so it was easy to do. That's nice. Yeah. It was, you know, you didn't have to go out there and pound the pavement at all. Like you just, you would work and do, um, I think they called it like program directors, but it's basically like, you're just walking around the gym, helping people. And then people would sign up and then they get a free session when they first sign up. And so it was cool because I got exposed to like, uh, a wide swath of the population, you know, as opposed to people yeah. that were maybe, in my world are similar to me. I got to, you know, train older folks, you know, people really in good shape, people deconditioned people with, you know, with a wide range of goals. And, um, and then, so I did that for, I think I worked there for a couple of years, two years, maybe a year and a half oh, or something. I thought something. you worked there for like 40 years. No. <laughs> and then I went, uh, no, Aaron. Just, just hilarious. one or two. Yeah. And then I went independent and then, so oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And then I started training Pete, you know, I had like, I met enough people through training there. Um, and they, you know, then would just worked referral and then went completely like independent and, you know, would train people in their homes. And then I did like, I would do, I would train people and then also do home gym design. And so, you know, cause it was like, I was working, okay. working with, uh, the kind of people that would you know, put gyms in their homes. And so I could like have a budget and figure out what their gym was like. And so I got, you know, developed relationships with vendors and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so. That's cool. That's actually an interesting, like side. It's not a, like a job, but it is kind it, of. I mean, I guess it could be, I mean, you're pretty niche at that stage, yeah. you know? Um, it's interesting. But, you know, as like, if I was going to be their in-house trainer, then it would, you know, make sense because I could pick the stuff that I knew they needed and that would work for us and that I knew how to, you know, coach them on. And then, yeah. yeah. And then we'd go from there. 
And then once you kind of work with, you know, some of these big, you know, mass merchant vendors or whatever, you can, um, you know, get some deals and stuff. And, you know, they, they the best, really like. What's the best deal you got? Stanger? <laughs> it just, it depends. I mean, I, you know, I haven't done it in a while, but, you know, if you, if you bought, you know, multiple pieces from one, because it would be like commercial grade gym equipment. So. You know, you have right. to find somebody that's, you know, dealing Cybex or, you know, um, Techno Gym or Life Fitness, you know, one of those things. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. to get that for a house. And if you bought multiple pieces and they had a relationship with you and they knew that you had access to other people that would buy multiple pieces, they would start to knock, you know, prices off the top uh, or knock, you know, dollars off. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. So I can I offer them a maybe deal. they gave you like, gave you like an in-home treadmill set you know i mean i may i just never had this like the real estate for it oh that's true that's true I this is like this i was, was still apartment living ago. yeah <laughs> yeah even my house now is smaller than most people's apartments so. <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean i'm sure i could have i'm sure i could have finangled something i mean i did it yeah. for my sauna here that i have in my house basically so oh hell yeah i forgot yeah. yes okay uh yeah so so anyway yeah so that, you know, and then just like, you know, over the years, you experience a lot of different things. Like I mentioned, you know, working with, you know, a lot of different people, um, being exposed yeah. to a lot of, you know, like, you know, huge group of uh, different groups of the population and, you know, specialized population, all that kind of stuff. And then once you hit a certain stage and you've been in it for a while, you also hit a different category of of trainer client relationship because it's like, man, I've worked with these people for, you know, close to 20 years or 15 years, you know? Yeah. And so that's, it goes from being like the kind of six months getting shaped thing to, you know, how do you, you know, the psychology of keeping people motivated or, you know, knowing stuff about them or not becoming too familiar to where you don't, you end up not doing anything together because they just, just chit chatting and having fun. Yeah, chit chatting, or they know you too well, or it's like, oh, it's just enough that we scheduled this and we didn't do anything, you know. Um, so yeah, and then firing clients and you know all that kind of shit. I mean, you're like really plowing through some of my questions here. <laughs> oh, well, let's well let's screw down on it. Let's screw down on it. No, no, no. But I'm glad you. I'm glad you talked about it. That was like my, one of my questions up top was how long have you been a trainer? Well, I could tell you right now. So let's see, probably if you count when I, you know, started working with, um, my cousin, with my cousin, I said niece, but she's really my cousin. Um, which you said you, aunt and then you said niece and now it's cousin. I don't know what well, we is my, my aunt's idea. Like, <laughs> Hey, maybe you can help her out after school and, you know, run her through some drills and stuff. And so, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was thinking like, well, you know, I wasn't training my aunt. I was training and she just, she just felt significantly younger than me. So I just said, my brain just offered up niece for some reason, <laughs> but looking back on it now, it's, it's cousin. Looking back, cousin. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes a difference to the context of the story. So I appreciate it. And our listeners, I'm sure appreciate it right in. There's a lot of like real, <laughs> you know, people that are real sticklers for family, um, you know, in the specifics of that. So absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to put them at ease. You know, they're like <laughs> fucking furious and they're like, Oh shit. Now I get it. Um, but let's say like, now the story makes sense. So let's say 2004 for that. So about 20 years. 
That was like in Whoa. 2004, yeah. And have you done it pretty consistently the whole time? Yeah, all, all the way through. I've Today. I've had yes, I've had different <laughs> uh truly. I've had different you know amount of people that I've been working with and worked, you know, different hours in the day and I would say like podcasting now is probably the majority of what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. But I still have I still have some some of the old guard people that I that I've, you know, had almost this whole time that I still yeah. work with and keep up with and yeah. Yeah, that is um yeah, that's a question I have for you. Um Okay, so that's how long you've been a trainer. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about since it has been so long and you have, you know, you've been alive so long. Um Jesus do you Christ. <laughs> Well, the you got to bring up college football. I played freaking trombone. I got nothing. The old um, jokes are great. <laughs> people love People love your ageism. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, let me know if you love my ageism, guys. <laughs> um the have you seen any trends as a trainer that you would say you like kind of jumped in on and then you're like, Oh crap, I shouldn't have gotten in on this. Oh yeah. I, well that, that got me not necessarily. You saw like, or that I you mean, you seen. just absolutely like the, the, it's amazing to watch and you know especially like kind of working in the industry like you can really see it you know pop up and um when i first started uh i would i would practice yoga a lot and yoga was really fringe um so you know you would tell people like oh i'm doing yoga and i was doing like ashtanga and vinyasa flow uh, and there were places in Los Angeles where you could do it, but people would be like, oh, wow, relax, really relaxing, you know? <laughs> and I would, I would say the stuff I'm doing is fucking hard. Like it's the hard, some of the hardest shit I've ever done. Um, but anyway, like, it, you know, and then I would watch as the popularity around it kind of grew, it would, there would be, it went from being, you know, a couple people in there to being like a line down the block to get in. It was like, fuck, it was like a fucking oh. Jonas Brothers concert you know, at the height of their power. Um, and so, you know, so that was kind of interesting. And then I even noticed, you know, in the gym that I was working in, they changed one of their kind of group fitness rooms to being a yoga room. They had to do it. Like you couldn't, people wouldn't even join huh. the gym unless there was a yoga room. And then all the gyms got yoga rooms and then they would like the lighting and all that stuff. And then yeah. they'd have to like the populate music. it. Yeah. Populate it with instructors. And then, and then I, you know, you saw like the emergence of, um, you know, yoga training and yoga alliance and all this stuff, how people get certified to become a yoga instructor. Um, did you ever think about going in that direction? I did. I did. It? I did a, um, teacher training for yoga. Um, but not a complete one. It was like not the full amount of hours, but I just, I had, I would do some, take some components of it and put my clients through it. And mm -hmm. so, um, I wanted to just know, and I was just, I liked it. So I would just, I wanted to know more about it too, but right. I didn't do, you know, no, I guess technically I would have some level of certification. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what it is, but some level of it, but then even writing that all the way through, I watched as the popularity diminished. And then, so you saw like all these, like kind of, you know, 
there used to be a yoga in like studio, at least in LA, like in strip malls, like you'd see them everywhere. And then now they've kind of like <laughs> cooled off a lot. It, I think it'll always be around because it's great. Um, and yeah. it's definitely like in nicer gyms, they still will have like regular group exercise yoga classes, but it's cooled, you know, it's not quite the, yeah. um, but I just, that was one that I really noticed where it was like, wow, I kind of rode that wave all the way through and then saw it kind of crest and then ride down. Um, and then just the kind of hardcore training, um, you know, where you, I saw like the early kind of grassroots of, um, uh, CrossFit, you know, where people mm. were doing more extreme stuff because when national Academy of sports medicine first started, um, the training certification that I have, it was really functional. So people were like really careful. It was all alignment. You know, you would very carefully take your clients through stuff. You know, maybe you wouldn't even have them do a back squat until they'd, you know, gotten the right amount of functional flexibility and trained for a year. And then they could start right. doing back squats with just like a, you know, PVC pipe and right. all this shit. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then at a certain point, people are like, fuck this shit. And so then you saw like CrossFit come into it and like people are just like jerking their old bodies around and like old yeah. ladies, you know, with horrible form. And then, so that was like super- Throwing their barbells down at, <laughs> at, at 7 a.m. right before they go to be a teller at the bank. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you name it. And so then you saw like the overcorrection there that happened. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. And now it seems to be- actually seems to be pretty balanced now to where people are, you know, yes, there is a lot of value in, you know, intense metabolic tension. So actually really pushing yourself on these lifts, but also making sure that you do them right. You give yourself enough rest and that you're not going to injure yourselves, you know, but yeah, so I, I saw that, like I saw the early stages of that. And I was, when I went to that gym, uh, sports club, which is now in Equinox, um, I don't know why he keeps saying, I need to keep saying that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps saying it either. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit? But I would have, you know, I would do some more metabolic stuff. And I, you know, the trainers there were like really, you know, sticklers for posture and alignment and all that kind of stuff, and which, which I dug and was got involved in. But also if, you know, if I was training somebody that was relatively, you know, I would say like ergonomically sound, like they were, you know, you know, able to kind of move safely through a lot of exercises. I would have them, you know, you know, throw some stairs in the middle and then like get their heart rate up. And, and so that was like, yeah. people were like, Whoa, this guy's real fucking fringe, you know, <laughs> he shouldn't have had, you know, he shouldn't have been having these people do that stuff. What is he doing? <laughs> And you'd see a set of stairs. I need my street cred. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought like, well, they're, they're, I love it. they're trying to, you know, they're trying to lose adipose tissue. They want to be in active fat loss, you know, so we have to get their heart rate up. I can't just yeah. have them do fucking, you know, like slow motion pistol squats on a bean bag. Fuck, you know, all <laughs> <laughs> oh, the live long day. Right. So, yeah. So the, as far as trends, that was something I noticed. And then you and I have talked about it now. I would say now it's interesting to see the longevity, you know, people really I know, paying attention I was, to that. I was going to say that I feel like longevity feels like a trend I'm, I'm seeing. I, I think I'm seeing like two very broad, like, or two, um, like there's like the walking, the strength training, 
that. And then there's also like still like the, uh, the people that just want to lose weight after the pandemic. So it's like, um, that like the fat loss drug that everyone's talking about. That's like, yeah, the diet made for diabetes. Yeah. It's like people, it's like the middle ground of like, like going, going on a 30 minute walk every day. Uh, strength training 30 minutes, two to three times a week. And then it's like, those people are like the far one in one corner. And then the other people are like shooting themselves up with this diabetic drug and, and getting super skinny and making us try to go back to the early, what, like night, the the nineties, early two thousands when everyone was trying to be so, so skinny. So that is an interesting trend. I feel like I'm seeing, and I would, my next question would be, how do you, how do you know when to jump off the trend or to jump on the trend? Well, I think if you have, I think you'll be fine. Not the trend of, I'm not, I'm not shooting anybody or myself up with that <laughs> diabetic drug. I just wanted to say that. Um, I think if you, you, if your base is really strong, you know, because it's like you put yourself through a lot of shit, you had a mm-hmm. complete body transformation, you've done it multiple times. And then, you know, the most recent you've maintained, um, right. so there's a lot there that you can kind of sniff out the bullshit on because it's like, you've done bullshit, participated yeah. in it, you know, yeah. had it work for you, had it fail for you, all that kind of stuff. And then also you have like, yeah, your, your, uh, you, you chose to do national Academy of sports medicine and you have like a vested interest in it. So you're keeping up on all the, um, you know, the newest science. And so I yeah. think if you're, if you're living in that world, you're okay. You know, it's like if you're trying to like make money too much, you know, if you're trying to profit off it too much, which is like health and fitness, supplementation, nutrition, it's all real wild, wild West. It's not regulated. Yeah. And so it's, you know, people are, you know, really opportunistic that, you know, that are, that are making money in that field in those fields. Um, so, you know, that you can kind of fall victim to that because it's like, Ooh, you know, there's people that will really, you know, grab on to, you know, if I, uh, if I, promise them, you know, uh, success or whatever it is, or they, they, this yeah. is the magic bullet or whatever. Um, so I think you're fine there. And then, uh, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, I guess it's just like paying attention to the science of things, you know, I mean, stuff's going to like, you, there's stuff you kind of like start or get into and then kind of bail on and then, you know, snake oil bullshit. I feel like you yeah. run into the most trouble with, with supplements, it seems like. But also yeah. I was going to say too, you know, you talking about us talking about longevity and, you know, people that are just trying to get healthy after the pandemic versus people that are, you know, standing instead of standing in front of like the juve lights, fully nude, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, doing all that shit, you know, taking these right. drugs, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. It's, I, I feel like I might be in a little bit of a bubble because of social media to where it's like, well, I'm interested in some of that stuff. So then the algorithm presents all these people to me. So I think everybody, I, so I think that everybody is, you know, it's like, wow, we're okay. all in this together thinking about this and health span, lifespan. And that's probably not the reality of it. It's just maybe the 
people what I'm, you are interested in. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm interested in, who I'm interfacing with, and then also being in Los Angeles too. But there is, you know, a huge, a huge population of people out there that are like, that are literally like, I just want to, you know, be healthy and feel good. You know, I don't. You know. Well, and there's also just as many people out there who just want to be, uh, you know, whatever the, like they want to be, they just want to be skinnier or they just yes. want to be hotter or they just for like sure. whatever that is, you know, and for that, sure that I think too. Yeah. that's a, that's a hard, that's a hard one for me, but. Well, I it's, it's that, triggering, but some people can be healthy about it too. It's weird. You know, that's true. It is. That is true. And that is <laughs> great word. Triggering. <laughs> I've been in it for, for 20 years. Hey, 20 years started with college football. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you wanted to know, <laughs> even though you didn't ask, I said it. And so <laughs> you wanted to know. Just want to start the episode off with a little bit of college football with Stanger. All right. Favorite moments with clients. Hmm. Are you allowed to, can you talk about a couple of your favorite moments? I mean, I can give like uh, full names, social securities, last four of them. Hell yeah, that's what we are here for. Yeah, uh, zip codes, you know, um, billing addresses. socials, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, (laughs) There was one woman I I worked with who, this was at sports club, used to be, or used to be sports club, now you can ask (laughs) me. Uh, she, uh, I thought you said UCB sports club. And I was like, I thought you said it used to be Equinox UCB sports club used to be sports club. Uh, I feel like I was going to almost mess up. And then I, you know, did some quick kind of like, uh, linguistic judo words. Yeah. Uh, so into a soup. Yeah. And so that might be, Um, that might even have thrown you (laughs) off, but, um, well, I like UCB sports club. Okay. She, uh, she was, had not been exercising at all, had no kind of framework for regular exercise, um, felt like she didn't like it. Um, and so it was really, you know, completely starting from scratch, you know, so there was no, you know, er everything that we did, you know, was, was like, we had to create from whole cloth, you know, so there was no. Like I couldn't just give her stuff to do on her own. She just didn't know how to do anything, you know? So it was all, Mm -hmm. it was all in the gym, all of us, you know, us together, spending a lot of time together. And there was a contest, which, you know, again, that can be triggering for people, questionable, you know, this, you know, doing, participating in a contest or, you know, involving yourself in a competition for, you know, weight loss, are you doing it for the right, right reasons and, you know, weight loss in particular, but I guess the, right. per, the parameters of this were pretty good. It was like kind of body composition transformation. They factored a lot of things in. Um, anyway, it was at this, it was at the sports club gym and she said, I want to, you know, my goal is to work with you to do this contest and to win it. And so we did. And so uh, we worked together and she won, you know, like all the people that like, uh, yeah. And so then she got like a bunch of free training sessions with me and like a big cash prize. Again, it's like people that have a lot of money. And so like, who cares? But, <laughs> but it was like, it was more, she was like, so it, and like the transformation was like, it was crazy. It was like stuff you see 
like before and after, you know, to where she became, yeah. she became like a, like a fit freak, like, you know, super into it, you know, then it got to the point to where I could like program her workouts and she could go off and do them on her own. And then she kind of plateaued and then maybe slid back a little bit, which is normal. It happens to everybody, especially people that make yeah. big transformations. And then once you lose sight of that kind of goal or you accomplish mm -hmm. the goal, then it's like, what's next? So then she came back to me and said, I want to train for a triathlon. And so then I, we fired it back up again, got going. <laughs> like I had never done a triathlon, so I had to research it. And I was like, I'll do it with you so that I can help you. You know, I, and it Whoa, was, you did it with her. Yeah. And it was tricky because it was a, um, uh, ocean swim with a beach launch. And so you had to Ooh, run God, into the water horrifying. and like swim past the waves. And she wasn't, she had gotten herself really fit, you know, in doing this contest with me, but she wasn't like a strong swimmer. And so we had to like work in the pool first and then like build up to the ocean and all that. But then she, you know, we did the triathlon, the bike, all that stuff running, um, and did that. And she did great, you know, ended up. And so uh -huh. now like, I, I don't try, I don't still train her, but like, we'll occasionally like keep in touch and she's still a really fit person and, you know, send each other articles, you know, on health and wellness, that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's, so that, so that, fun. that was cool. And that one kind of like pulls in, you know, the span of working with somebody for a long time and changing right. goals and figuring out a new way that to stay motivated and, you know, helping them. And like, I, you know, having worked with her for so long, I was able to tinker a little bit from a psychological standpoint. And I knew what would be a good motivator for her or, you know, healthy for her. Did and, you ask for her like deepest, darkest secrets and then use them against her as she was, uh, starting to flail. I got her to, um, make a video saying <laughs> that she wanted to kill dogs. And I was like, if you Great. fall off, Great. I will Great. post this video on the internet. <laughs> uh, and there's no Great. coming back from this. Well, that's like similar to like that. Uh, the vow. Have you seen that on HBO? The, the documentary about the Nexium cult. Oh I yeah, don't know, cult. I don't know. It's like it's for it's sure like a, a cult. mild. I know, but it's not mild. Like I, to me, I'm like Jim Jones was like okay, a cult, right? Like this was like a bunch of I actors getting together and being like, let's listen to this guy tell us about crazy stuff. Like I don't know. I think like if you have to fucking show up and watch that like frumpy little asshole play volleyball at midnight, it's a cult. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you have seen it. Well, the second season, man, it gets off the rails if you haven't seen it. But I just wondered if you use some similar tactics as uh, Keith Ranieri with your clients to keep them forever. I mean, it's so funny. Like the people that are, you know, controlling that show also are still culty, you know? It's like, yeah. the, what the bleep is this guy? And then they'll have people on there and like, they're like, I was so, I was completely out of control, but then they'll be so proud of like how far they had, you know, climbed, you know, I, I just remember the, I the woman from the first season is just kind of, she's like talking about like how out of control she was, but she's really just bragging, you know? She, she's Yeah. She's like, I do want you to know how important I was. Yeah. Just so you know, and um, it was I mean, so unhealthy, but I also was making $50,000 a month or whatever, you know, like a, <laughs> yeah, on the, on the low. Um, 
No, that okay. Uh, but to answer your into... question, yes, I did employ all of Keith Rainier's <laughs> tactics on my clients, including branding my initials on their genitals. <laughs> you heard it here, dumbbells. Anyway, let's go to a commercial. <laughs> help! Send help! Send help! What's up, Bell Babies? We are interrupting our episode to talk to you guys about one of our best sponsors, Athletic Greens. Now, I use this product literally every day. Stanger uses this product literally every day. And I started taking Athletic Greens because of the Dumbbells podcast. When I became a host, I got the hookup. Athletic Greens wanted me to know what I was talking about. And, you know, sometimes we get um, ads that I use the product, try it, and it doesn't become like an actual part of my daily life. That's where Athletic Greens shines. This has literally become a part of my morning routine since I started taking it. Okay, what is this stuff, you guys? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things and probably more, you know? Okay. So like in the morning I get up, I try to have a little bit of water before I start my coffee situation. And while I'm getting all my drinks lined up, then I also get just like ice cold water. I put a scoop of athletic greens and what I'm getting in this is I feel I know that I'm getting good nutrients, but I also feel like a, like a cool Instagram influencer. Okay. So that's, you know, that's hard to sell and athletic greens is doing it. But what that really means is that I feel like I'm starting my day off on a good foot and Hey, that lines me up for the rest of the day to feel like I'm making good choices. So try it if you haven't to get that like day started right now. It is lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, you're going to be great. It contains less than one gram of sugar. So you're not getting like loaded up in sneaky sugars, which they can really get you in a lot of greens drinks. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it still tastes good. It like has this like mild, like tropical flavor that adds to the feeling like, uh, you know, a fancy person. It also, I've noticed it supports better sleep quality and recovery. And, you know, I think I have like started to notice that element since I have taken out some of my other nightly routines, I have been able to see that a little more clearly. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. So, I mean, if you're looking for clarity and alertness, at least try it. Lots of people are taking some kind of multivitamin and it is important absolutely to choose one with high quality ingredients. 
And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. And if you get a subscription, it comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is also important, especially during the winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. Now, this is going to be expensive, Erin. I could hear you, okay? Listen, it costs less than $3 a day, which Stanger's joke here is it's cheaper than my cold brew habit, and I'm working on that, but it is. Uh, it's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements, like one by one. So, and think of it as an investment. You're investing in your body. It's all-in-one nutritional insurance. If you want more info, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, okay? So go read them. It's also, Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. So if you're worried about the environment, hey, you can just understand that in 2020, AG purchased carbon credits to support projects promoting old growth rainforests. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What is up, Bell Babies? It is Aaron coming to you to talk to you about one of our new sponsors, Roan. How many of you out there are like me and you are having a hard time like wearing regular clothes again, getting um getting out of like pandemic clothes into like going out clothes, going to a party clothes. Like I have just gone to multiple parties in just like my workout clothes because I don't have other clothes for like nighttime. And I have noticed it's not just me. It's a lot of people that are struggling to figure out what do we, what do we wear now? You know, now this is where Roan comes in. Now, Listen, I'm, I'm not only wearing men's clothes. I usually wear women's clothes. But when Roan came through as a sponsor, I was like, well, send it on over. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let my husband try it. And then I will be able to speak from experience. So this hassle of changing from like day to night, that can go away with Roan. They go so easy breezy from day to night from golfing, like if you're a golfer, but then you could like be on a Zoom call if you need to, or if straight up go to the office. You're going to look nice. You're going to smell nice too, because get this, this is what really, this is why I had to try it for myself. Okay. 
because my husband does not sweat in a way that is like very frustrating because I sweat nonstop. And so he doesn't even own deodorant. So I was like, okay, one of the things about the Roan collection is that there is an odor-free technology, okay? So they use a thing called Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, and they claim that you will be smelling fresh and clean all day long, okay? So I was like, I have to know. This will work for my husband. I need to know if this would work for me because forget men's or women's clothing. I'm going to be wearing these shirts all the time if this is true. Okay. I wore it all day. I trained in it. You know, I had to answer a few questions why I looked like I was in an office, uh, office meeting attire to my Zoom clients, but I wore it all day. And you guys, it was real. And that was truly a miracle to me. Rhone is also 100%. Why did I start to have a Southern accent? Rhone is 100% machine washable. So you don't even have to worry about the dry cleaner, okay? This is a shirt that will look like you got it dry cleaned, but you didn't have to, which saves time, money, energy, everything. Okay, so it's also very comfortable, breathable, and flexible. So that's one of the things my husband loves about it is that he can, he can not worry about what am I, I got to change. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear from point A to point B. He just gets to wear the shirt and he looks good for anything he's doing that day. It also has like four way stretch fabric that provides breathability and flexibility. So you can go, anywhere and everywhere, looking good, feeling good. It also has um, wrinkle release technology where the wrinkles disappear as you stretch and where the products, it's that easy. So it also gets you stretching. And then while you're stretching something good for your body, your clothes are getting the wrinkles taken out of them. So that is some cool like black magic stuff. Congrats, Roan. You guys did it. So I hope, I hope that you guys try this because it really was a great, a, like a great like upgrade to what men's clothing has been for so long. Okay, here we go. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash dumbbells and use promo code dumbbells to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash dumbbells and use code dumbbells. It is time to find your corner office comfort. Let's get back to the show. What is it like for you to be a trainer for the same people for 20 years or almost 20 years? Okay. So there's some people that, um, that it, 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 it works and we can do it. And then there's, they're self-motivated. 
and there's other people that like, I, I hit a certain point to where I was like, you, you have to find somebody else because you're not, you're not, I can't just take this money from you. Like you're not getting anything out of it or they would cancel a lot, but still pay me. And mm-hmm. you know, and it was for me, like ethically, like I just couldn't do it. Like I just, I knew that this, this, it was wrong, you know, to, to be accepting their money because it's like, they feel like there's, they're because of the work that we had done in the past, like the good work we had done in the past, they were still counting the scheduled session as a workout. And so in their mind, they're like, what, you know, I'm healthy because I'm exercising, but they really weren't exercising any kind of regularity. And it was just like, just a change in scenery, somebody else working with them, a little less familiarity would be good for them. And so I just had to, you know, take the financial hit and just say like, you got to find somebody else. And so I've done that to where I found another trainer for them or that's nice of you. Yeah. Or like what I would kind of do early on too is, um, really detailed pre-training interviews of like goals. Something I noticed when I worked at the gym and people would come in to work with a trainer, I would ask them about their previous, previous experience. If they've ever worked with a personal trainer before. And, uh, I found that a lot of the ones that had, and I would never talk trash about another trainer because I just, I don't know. It, did, it didn't feel constructive to me. Like I would, I would say, well, interesting, but this is what I would do, you know? But anyway, uh, I would notice that a lot of them, I would say like, well, what, you know, what were you doing with your last trainer and what were your goals and what did you guys talk about? And they'd be like, oh, um, I don't know if we ever really talked about my goals. Like I just kind of started working out and doing stuff. And I was like, well, well, you know, where did you start out? Where did you end up? What was your baseline? All that. And they're like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. (laughs) And so for me, it was like, okay, that, you know, and I, I only knew that from asking them. And then I was like, I came up with my own kind of approach. And I think that a lot of places or, or, you know, companies that do training will, or, or certification will, encourage this in their trainers that are getting certified, but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, people lose sight of it. And you just kind of like, I guess you just show up and you know, your client or somebody will see you training somebody and you're doing something fun, like a, a ropes course or something interesting. They're like, I want to do that. And so you just kind of start having them do that. And then, you know, that's the end of it. But I would be like, no, 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 let's, let's fucking talk. And so we, you know, you can even kind of make it a workout. Like I would do my first training session for free and I would do like, let's just do a little talk test. I'll put them on, I'll put you on a treadmill. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. And so while I was doing that, I'd get all the information I needed from them by asking them the questions, but I also watch, you know, their, you know, how they moved and um, you know, if they had any imbalances, I could notice just physically by watching them, you know, walk on an incline. And then I would see gauge how out of breath they got and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I could get a little bit of a baseline, you know, in addition to whatever I was asking them. And then I would ask them, you know, really specifically, like, what do you want to do? Like be fucking real. Like, what is it? What do you want to get out of this? What do you want? And then I found that that could be a really kind of like guiding light in everything that we were doing. So I'd always pull it back to that. Like everything we're doing is building towards this, this initial discussion that we had. And so it was a really strong motivator and people were actively involved in, you know, themselves getting in better shape. And there was, we had, you know, common language that we could reference and, um, I knew where they were at. They knew where I was at, but also I found that there were some people that I could tell just chemically or 
from a chemistry standpoint, I didn't line up on. And so I would, you know, especially when I was really busy, I would, I would pass them on to somebody else or like, Ooh, you seem like you'd be perfect for, you know, this person, especially when I knew people, more people that were training, Yeah, you know, I could like say like, Oh, you guys would work perfectly together or you and I would not get along or, you know, whatever it is. And so there's definitely some power in that too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I do. I, it, it makes me like wish I had worked in a gym at some point. Uh, it's just to have like that community of trainers. Um, yeah. You know, I have met a few um, in, uh, in around the LA area that I really have gotten along with, but I, I, uh, I wish I had that kind of in my back pocket to hand people <laughs> that, that I didn't really connect with, but uh, that I didn't want to leave like, you know, high and dry. Yeah. I mean, you like these people or, or even if you don't like, or you don't like them, but you're sure. also like, I still want to help this motherfucker. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss that too, because I like now I'll have people reach out or something and like, I'm not, I'm not really taking clients on, you know, but I'm like, right. I don't really have anything for them. I'm kind of out of the game, but I'll, I also liked it too, because it was like, you'd see people that you admired or, you know, and they, they would tell you about, you know, an expo or some kind of certification they got, or you see yeah. like a kind of cer- like a stretching protocol they're doing and you're like, Oh, what's that? And you'd learn. And then if there was somebody I thought was really great, or I liked the way that they were talking to their clients, I would just hire them for a session and have them put me through something oh, because I felt like idea. I could learn from it, you know, and yeah. it, it kind of helped. It forced me to audit what I was doing and, you know, and like, Ooh, am I, am I engaged in paying attention the same way that, Trina is or (laughs) Trent is or whatever T name you want to insert there. I was going to say Jake, but that's not a T name at all. Jake's a great name. It could be T could be silent. We don't know. Wow. Wow. That would be a twist. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a silent J and twist. Ever heard of it? Okay. Get rich or stay humble. Stanger. Get rich. Okay, got it. Um, how do you train people that are stronger than you? Oh, I mean, that's that's great. That's that's a good thing because um, because you can. No, it's, but it's, how 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 do I get a how do I help? Like if I'm if someone's bench pressing. And I am weaker than they are and I'm spotting them. How do I, how do I do that? Oh, like you just physically can't, you feel like you can't yeah. safely spot them. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, you know, the safety's first, obviously. So if you can't, <laughs> if you can't fucking spot them on, you know, like, you know, I would say then maybe like your area of focus should be on mobility. And, you know, if somebody is like a power lifter, Um, you know, maybe where you could come in and be beneficial to them is, you know, working on the ancillary muscle groups and mobility and, you know, making sure that they're maintaining healthy shoulders and, um, you know, you can watch their form and stuff and then, you know, find the weaknesses in their lifts and then train them in those specific zones, uh, and then do, you know, check their heart health, you know, cardiovascular stuff, you know, it may not be like, you may not be the right person for them to, 
um, you know, just be a spotter. I mean, I think as a trainer, you got to be more than just counting reps and spotting. Right. Um, you know, and so I feel like if you're, if you, if they only want you for that, then that's where you pass them on to somebody else. You know, I think I'm just like, I'm starting to train a couple of men in person and I am like, they're like starting out and they're already like, there's some lifts that I'm like barely hanging on to like what I can help them with. And, and that is like, that's brand new. Like I am stronger than all my clients mostly in most things. And, but some of them are getting close. I and think you need to start a cycle of steroids. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I'm not doing PEDs. that, you know, weight loss drug, but maybe I got to hook it. Um, well, well, I mean, you're pretty strong. I mean, you're, you're saying that like, <laughs> I, I know mean, it's just saying- like, I think I, I think I see it on the horizon. It's not like here. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've kind of been challenged in this arena and not quite is it sure more how like to do it. You're, you're, cause I, so you train people out of like your kind of home gym space a lot. Right. And is it, is it more just like, ooh, passing them these dumbbells and that kind of thing or. Um, well right now I like, I don't have a squat rack or a, or a bench press rack. So I'm the, I'm the rack. <laughs> and so I have to like clean the squat. Yeah. Weight. So I think that's a simple, you just have to get a rack for them and like a- anything that they should be doing, they should be able to rack it and unrack it themselves, you know? And so, so like, the, you just get a rack at my house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I mean, especially if you want to like expand out to people, you know, because it's like, yeah. they, they should be able to rack it and unrack it themselves. And then, you know, as far as like bench press and all that kind of stuff, like, yeah, I mean, if you're having to fucking, you know, deadlift 300 pounds off the ground and then hold it over their head and then take it from them and all that shit. <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't even want to fucking do that. You know, <laughs> I think that's my, my fear. We're not there yet, but I definitely, that has like that exact scenario has played through my brain. I think that also you'll find definitely, so definitely get the necessary equipment, but I think that you'll find, um, that once you start doing it, like you'll, you'll be more comfortable with, you know, spotting people because there's, there's people that I know that I've just flagged down to spot me that I know that really can't lift the weight, but I, what I need from them, they'll be able to do enough of, yeah you know, and it's just kind of like, that's another kind of like disadvantage to, you know, the, the patriarchy too, or like, you know, gym culture is that, you know, like guys learn very early on in a gym setting, how to spot each other. And it might mm-hmm. be something that women miss out on, um, yeah. for a while. And there's, you know, there's a little bit of technique to it, but she'd be surprised, you know, if somebody just needs a little like assistance on a couple of reps, you know, you can hang over somebody and take five or 10 pounds off whatever they're doing easily yeah, that's with just a, a light spot. But yeah, for what you're doing, <laughs> just handing it over their head. To That's tough. Yeah. S- no, I actually, I thankfully haven't had to do that b- yet, but that is the thing that I'm fearing. And so I'm like, okay, but I can get a rack. It's just, you know, space. space. Real estate, baby. I get it. I get it. Real estate. Day. Okay. This is a little throwaway question, but I can never. So I can't remember like nonfiction fiction. I have to like really go in my brain and be like, okay, one time you remembered which one was true and which one was fake. And so now can you remember? This is like, 
people are like, oh, are you fiction, nonfiction? Like, what's, and I'm like, you know, I love a true story. I can't, like, I can't confidently be like, I love nonfiction. So I'm finding this similarly with abduction and adduction. Okay. How, how in the world do you remember which is which? I, I think at your, the muscles you use for adduction are pulling into your body. And so if you think about like adding to yourself, right? Versus ab is moving away from your body. And you think of ab being closer to subtraction. <laughs> ab- that was the perfect. Yeah. Abduction. Okay. So, uh, so ab abduction you're saying is closer to subtraction. Yeah. And also <laughs> add is just add is adding. Oh yeah. Abduction. Okay. Yeah. So add is adding. And that's what you're saying. That's coming like when you're bringing your legs in. Yes. Okay. Then abduction is out. Um, is this maybe, fascinating? Maybe I might be, I might be wrong. <laughs> oh my God. It would make me so happy if you were wrong, not in a mean way, but it would make me feel like I'm not alone. And I hate being alone. No, no, no. I'm right. Crap. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate that you um, we were almost wrong. I'm referring to my notes. <laughs> Sanger is furiously reading his phone to get me the best answer he could ever get. Are you wearing an Action Boys hat? Oh, yeah. Cute. You guys have merch? This no, we don't sell the hat like the hat we just somebody oh. got for us. I think I can't, remember. or maybe maybe we just did one offs on the hats. We, we all we have are t shirts. I bet people would love to buy the hats. The problem is, is that that this hat is good, um, and like you can't just there's no um, there's no way to scale. There's no like T public thing that's like really scalable to get like this quality oh. of a hat for it. So it'd be like, like a, 60 bucks for a hat. And then the action boy fans would be like, why is it so expensive? And then you're like, I don't know quality. I, th- I, I don't know. I mean, I, if there were, if, if we could offer it and it costs that much, I mean, I would do it. There's just not any way to like, I mean, it would, I think it would be like, we'd have to like sell it out of our garage or something and like ship it ourselves. There's not like, Oh, I get it. You know, there's like the third party, like you use like T public to where they'll fucking ship it out to people. And, yeah. You know, every oh. once in a while we get a nickel from like for a dumbbells sweatshirt or yeah. whatever. So <laughs> I haven't been able to figure out, I tried to get our new logo on the shirts and it's, it's tricky to do. Oh, that's um, a bummer. Yeah. I mean, we need to, f- we need to figure there. that out. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure it out. Stanger. Yeah. Did you figure out any more about adduction and abduction? Um, it's so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm right. So adduction is the movement of a body part towards the midline. Okay. So it's like you moving your arms down. In. Okay. Yeah, in adduction and abduction is moving them out. Okay. So you think about like adding to your body versus taking away from your body. Adduction, okay. abduction. I don't know. 
Okay. Listen, well, it's not fucking perfect, all right? It's not perfect. Not, no, we never claim to be, okay? We're not doctors. We are I feel like that's trainers. a decent little trick for you. I, I think it is, I, too. I'll, I'm going to practice saying it in my head a few times. Um, I think you'll do it. You'll be right, and you'll be like, fuck, old, old man Stanger. He, he helped have me on wis- one thing. A little wisdom there. <laughs> a little wisdom from old man Stanger. <laughs> Okay, well, better to work at a gym or for yourself, which I guess you only worked at a gym for a couple of years, so I would guess you're going to say for yourself. Yeah, I mean, definitely for yourself, just because you know, the corporate structure of these gyms is, you know, they're, they charge a lot of money and they're not paying their trainers very well. Um, and there's also a lot of pressure to sell. So, you know, it starts confusing the ethics a little bit. That being said, like we talked about earlier and like you kind of, um, you know, yeah, the community aspect, the community aspect of it. And also just the, you know, you get access to a lot of people. So you get to see a lot of yeah, different body really types. Cool. Um, you know, in the course of one day, like if it was really busy, I might see 10 different people. Um, yeah, that's you know, fun. and then like constantly like new people coming in. And so it was really challenging, you know, and then you, you start to kind of like figure out like, okay, you know, pre postnatal, that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. post-surgical, um, you know, even like I had a woman who was dealing with an opiate addiction and um, she would tell me, you know, and I obviously wanted to be uh, an effective trainer for her and, you know, be a positive part in her life, you know, that she's trying mm-hmm. to exercise, but she would take, um, you know, like uh, prescription drugs before the exercise and, uh we were talking about this like off mic earlier, but she would have like sync pull episodes to where she could like maybe pass out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you can't, you know, you can't take these benzos and these different things pre exercise. And Damn. so like, I would have to take her blood pressure before she worked out, you know, to make wow. sure that she was like in a healthy range, you know, um, yeah. because otherwise yeah. it wasn't safe to train her. And so like, it was all this stuff I wouldn't have experienced, you know, otherwise it was just like being in the gym and having access to, you know, people that like I had truly no connection to at all it was just, hi, <laughs> you know? Right. I know. So Cause you, like, I, I like that. I have like, most of my clients are people that I have known through the, you know, comedy world or a strong referral. So it's right. like, if you didn't know them, it was like, okay, I know, you know, 10 people that know you well. And so Right. There is a there's a, there is like some weird level of accountability and mm-hmm. familiarity that comes with that versus But you just know what? I have I um I've gotten a couple dumbbell listeners uh that I'm like training a little bit and that has been interesting. Yeah. Because cool. I don't know them at all. You know, I have no frame of reference of like, you know, them outside of just the what they tell me in our little 30 minute one-on-one, which has been that that can be my version of a gym experience. <laughs> yeah, it's, it totally is. That's, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's just coming in. It's the cold open, you know, coming yeah. in and just, uh, all right. <laughs> I love it. I think. Like, uh, so do I. It's like, um, I was just talking about, you know, it's Valentine's day coming up and, uh, I was like, Oh, it's, I miss like first dates, like the fear mm-hmm. and the excitement or whatever. And I was like, I think, training complete strangers now is my new, like, like where I get that kind of like 
dopamine Ooh, I'm so hit. excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's been that has been very fun. To yeah, dopamine learn about is the uh, is the anticipation of something potentially really good happening. People kind of use dopamine and serotonin interchangeably, but like, yeah, they do. you you get a dopamine hit, you know, when it's like, that's why like they they they've like they've done studies where they've mapped people's brains watching basketball, and like uh, it's like they get these dopamine hits off the charts because like whenever their team gets the ball, it's like oh a basket could happen, you know, so you get like a huge dopamine mm-hmm. response, and then once you once the basket's made, then you get something else, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so it's just like watching that happen. You can imagine how it happened for sports and like why people get so addicted to watching sports, you know, God fucking nerds. <laughs> did you, did you watch the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, of course you didn't watch it. No, I was at my house by myself. It was amazing. <laughs> you didn't I watch heard- Rihanna. I didn't watch Rihanna. That was Come the only on, thing I was bummed about. But at that point, I had to go to a birthday party. So I was in my car. But I heard my neighbors having a big old party. And I heard Rihanna singing one of her songs. And I was like, you go, girl. Um, that's, that's. I, I mean, I get not being interested in sports. But, you know. I, no, I normally I will go do the thing. Normally yeah. I will. Because uh, I like the Super Bowl. I, I just, it's like every other year. This when the Super Bowl happens, I see it as my time for like Privacy. everyone to be everyone to be busy, and I can be like a little quiet introvert rat. for like one time. Yes, a quiet rat. <laughs> quiet as a rat, isn't that what this? Quiet as is? a rat. We didn't. I didn't even have my dogs home. They were even gone. I was like, it's just me in this house. Well, it that's well, that's glorious. something. I mean, yeah, the dogs that, you know, listen, yeah. I'm not going to, however you want to spend your fucking downtime is how you spend your downtime. <laughs> my, my Super Bowl day, but I will say no traffic. If you're driving during the Super Bowl, it is amazing. I mean, we're in LA, everybody's got traffic out here, but not during the Super Bowl and not during the Oscars. Cools off for sure. I mean, yeah, I just will roll my eyes at people that like, will still talk about like, what are, why are they playing sports ball today or whatever? When it's like the fucking super bowl, it's like, okay, <laughs> relax on this fucking hack joke. It's like, I, you know, I don't watch the bachelor, but if like, you know, if it's a bachelor finale, I understand that people like it and watch it, you know, I'm right. not going to be like, what is this weird date with a Rose show ball game that people play? I don't understand dumb You're stuff. You're just a respectful guy. You're a respectful guy trying to just be a respectful guy. And I don't even know if it's, it's not even about respect. I don't give a shit about their <laughs> getting respect for watching the Super Bowl, but it is like if a hundred million people are tuning into it, yes. you can. <laughs> You don't have you to can pretend remember the you words. You don't Super have to pretend Bowl. that you don't understand it for like <laughs> some like what like level one joke or whatever. Like what even is that joke? Like a one level one joke. Sports ball. Listen, it's not I even like to... a tent. Like if it's if we were like fucking funny as hell, I'd be like, great, make the joke. But if you have to do the weird pretend like you don't understand what something is <laughs> for literally like a point five, it's like okay. I'm glad you tweeted that. Point five, it went down, <laughs> and it will continue to go down. Rihanna sang what twelve songs in thirteen minutes? Is that the statistic people have been passing around? And she's pregnant. Uh, was, uh, this bitch lo- is awesome. 
I loved it. It wasn't the most exciting Super Bowl performance. Whoa, love- careful, well, listen, cis white let me, man. <laughs> let me explain my. Let me explain myself. Okay, I love her and love okay. her song catalog. So I was happy okay. to hear every song. Happy to okay. see her do it. Great. I also love the fact that she is like, I don't know, a billionaire now from her clothing line or something. Oh, yeah, um, makeup. makeup, makeup. Okay. Clothing makeup and clothing and like kind of doesn't give a fuck. Like she doesn't even really record songs. She's not really, people are like, we love you. Please do another album. She's like, no. And then I do love that. Like this performance. She's like, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do an alpha change. I'm going to fucking walk around (laughs) (laughs) confident. (laughs) She just fucking walked around out there confident, just like kind of would do a little dance here and there. And like, that's it, man. I did. I did love that. And then, um, the, the, raising and lowering of the platforms had to be scary as hell because she was going way up in the air. But mm-hmm. to me, it didn't seem like she was felt pressure at all. <laughs> it seemed like, and there's some people that are like, this is, I got to fucking get shot out of a cannon. I'm going to jump over yeah. a shark pit. Um, yeah. I'm going to have people, you know, shoot live rounds at me while I dodge them. <laughs> um, and she was just like, I don't give a fucking shit, man. I know. And it was, I loved there it. was, yeah, I did like, I did love the confidence of that. I think I, um, again, I didn't see it in the middle of the Super Bowl. I have since. And I just, I, I don't think she was ever a huge dancer, was she? I don't know if she was a huge dancer. I just feel like everybody will feel the pressure of the Super Bowl performance to right. pull a rabbit out of their hat, where she was yeah, like, she these are my songs that you guys like. I don't give a fucking sh-. It's all yeah. the, this one red, like it's all, everything looked the same the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the other dancers were fine. She sounded good. I, you know, I was fine with it, you know, and I just feel like other people out there are like really like hungry and thirsty and she's just like, not at all. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she isn't at all. So, Hey, so get that, get that bread, Rihanna, get it. Um, those are all my questions other than, do you have any advice for a young stanger, AKA me? <laughs> Oh man, you're so much smarter and ahead of where I still am. <laughs> that is no. absolutely not true. Um, God damn. I mean, just, you know, the, like the power of no. So, you know, like, and it seems like you already kind of get that, but just if it's you don't vibe with somebody, if you don't like them, um, you know, just no, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to train you or I'm not whatever. And like, especially when you're kind of growing your business early on, that can be, mm-hmm. you know, scary to do. Um, but, um, so that's powerful. And then like, you're, a, you're an empath and you're already really connected to people and their feelings and stuff. So, I mean, that's always my advice to people when they're looking for a trainer is like, you know, that, that first meeting you guys have a, a lot of information should be exchanged. And if they're not actively pursuing information from you about what you want out of this, you're paying them. They, you know, then you may need to find somebody else because that's, this is, you know, there couldn't be something more for you (laughs) than hiring a trainer, you know, like, um, you know what I mean? Like is, this is like, this is your right as a client to be selfish you know, just like this, it should be all about fucking you, all about you. Yeah. And so if the trainer's not paying attention to that or asking those questions or really trying to investigate what you want and what you need, 
then that's a bad sign. But it sounds like you have a good handle on that. But I think there's probably always more you could do with that, you know? Well, and I think with time, anyone can kind of get lazy in that or like, yeah. I, I, like even when you said the goals thing, I was like, I will, I will always ask my clients that, but we do get off like derailed. And so it's a good reminder for me to just like check back in because goals do shift and when when life happens. And so that's a good it's just a good reminder for me to check back. Yeah, in. I think yeah, and I think that like, you know, if you have a pretty structured um like I don't meeting schedule with them, you can, you know, you can schedule a check-in and just be like this is going to be our check-in and you know, if you're doing measurements um you know, some people are weird about that, but some people <coughs> like it and need it. So if you're doing measurements, um, that can be the time to have the check-in, you know, like, wow, this is where you've improved or, or not or whatever. Or it could be like, if you're doing like, if you're, you know, testing multiple rep maxes or, um, you know, some kind of like performance-based thing, that can be a good time to do a check-in. Um, mm -hmm. You know, pictures can be helpful. I mean, it's all shit you already fucking know. I mean, yeah. just having been through it. And then I think that, uh, as far as advice that I would give to you, I think, you know, treat yourself to hiring a trainer, um, mm, yeah. and you know, and seeing what you like and what you don't like. Another fun thing to do is get a stopwatch that goes around your neck. Ooh, that would be fun. Cause I use my phone and, but a stopwatch would be way cooler. It's way cooler and it's way easier. And it also like it creates a um, connection between you and your client, because even if you're not checking messages on your phone, it's weird when you go away to the phone. Yeah. And so a stopwatch, you can be right there with them. Yeah. And so that was something I would notice too, that like people would, you know, once phones started coming in, like people were, were they were using their phones for like notes and the training session, but I felt like they looked distracted. And so like yeah. I got myself a stopwatch and it felt like I was, and it's kind of fun and weird. And <laughs> yeah, you're like a PE teacher. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it brings out the, like the tiny little bit of actory vibe. That's fun. Of, yeah. You know, that's like, and, I'm doing a role. This is me as a PE teacher. <laughs> and people liked it. I don't know. So yeah. that was like a, that was it's a fun true. Thing. I've liked it when I've had personal trainers use it and, it does make it feel like it's field day. So it's fine. Yeah. And I also find that you'll, if there's stuff you want to time or you're paying attention to rest or all that kind of thing, it will make you be a little more, um, diligent about the, about monitoring the metrics, you know, versus like, do I want to fucking get my fucking stopwatch phone thing out again? You know, it's like, now nah, we can just all this kind of count off or whatever yeah. versus like, I got it right here. Let's just, you know, your three minutes of rest is done back it. into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it also like involves them. You can show them the stopwatch too, you know, they don't like believe it. you if you did, if they don't believe you on the <laughs> right. amount of rest you're giving them. Check it. I do lie about uh, time sometimes for the clients. Ooh. Some people like that. Some people hate that. No, I mean like I will like, I will shorten it if I, if they seem like they're struggling, like without telling them. Okay. Now they'll, now they'll, they'll hear and everyone will wonder, but like, I do like, sometimes I will be like, okay, I'll just make a note that next time we'll do a little less or something, you know, cause sometimes with the timing of stuff, I'm just guessing what I think they will be able to do. And anyway, 
stop watching. Yeah, no, you have to. You have to if you're getting that weasel. baseline. You know, that's you have to. You know, it's just like holy shit. What do we say? Two minutes for this wall, Sid? <laughs> yeah, my Let's bad. Let's drop that to twenty-two seconds. <laughs> Well, um, thanks, Stanger. You did it. You're, uh, you're, you gave me all my advice. I hope everyone listening out there uh, enjoyed this. A lot and of me I, rambling. I, well, I hope it helps people find a good trainer, too. Boring as hell. <laughs> you were gone for a long time, so people missed the sound of your rambles. The, yeah, well, they got, <laughs> they got it in fucking full effect today. On and on. On and niece. on. Aunt, niece, cousin, daughter, sister, mother. Who are we? Who knows? But well, uh, I did correct it. I did ultimately get to the bottom God. of it. It was yes. my cousin. It is yep. my cousin. She yep. was a great soccer player. She also did play football um, her senior cool. year and was like, not, not like, like played like a linebacker and shit. Like Whoa! A total badass, yeah. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say like kicker or something because that's like that. That's the it, that does happen. Yeah, but like she, she soccer. really she she played and was like, but you know, full on like in the yearbook, like in her jersey, like you know, grass on her <laughs> cleats awesome. and all that shit. <laughs> and like she was like the funniest kid, like uh, growing up, just crazy. Where we'd be like, hey, uh, Diana, you know, there'd be like a ball pit or whatever, be like, and she'd be two years old, do a flip over there. And she would just like run and like do a flip and crash. And (laughs) my God. Yeah. She's like the original, uh, what's that show? (laughs) Jesus Christ. They do dumb shit. Jackass. God. She's the original jackass. Yeah. Jackass, but super athletic. (laughs) And then, uh, and then also now she works, she works in like video game development and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Real cool. Well, does she have a giant house? She does good. I don't know if she, yeah. she could. I mean, if you're in if you're in video games, you should get the biggest house you can, you know? Yeah, I think it's a must. Whatever you're in, you should get the biggest house you can. <laughs> nope. No. It's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. Well, did you, you ever have watch a tiny that, like, house. Did you ever watch that Bravo show where people would get little micro houses or whatever? Um, I have seen a few and it stresses me out. And my, my, one of my best friends, her house, so her, her, but one of, one of my best friends, best friends has one of those tiny houses. It's so weird. And they love it. And they're like, all oh, like, look at these, these stairs that fold out into a microwave, you know, like it's all like hidden shit, you know? Yeah. This is the perfect spot where I can store my one pair of underwear, my one thing. <laughs> and they're all it's like, not for me. They all seem like so fucking happy and like, <laughs> Yeah, and like better than everyone else because they're so happy with so little. I guess. I don't know. I like it space. Doesn't even, I need I, it. Well, I like minimalism too, like not having a lot of stuff. Sure. Um, And not, you know, not being wasteful or, you know, taking up too much space when you don't need it. But I also don't, you know, like having like a little fucking, it looks like a weird, like, like, uh, what are, what are the uh, fairy tales? <laughs> What are the fairy tales? Hans. uh, Hans Zimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. What are they? Hans Christian Anderson. No. uh, Is it uh, Grimm? Grimm? Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm? I don't know. It just seems like a weird, like living in like a weird, tiny little gingerbread house or some shit. Okay. We got to it. 
trying to get a couple of twins or you can fatten the brother up and shove him as shove his big ass in the oven for a um, nice dinner. Yeah. You know, uh, if you have a tiny house, send us a message. Uh, we will apologize to you. Um, but <laughs> the means uh, you could send us that at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com, which I do want to say we got a really great email. Uh, we won't go too into it today. Cause I think we'll talk about it later, but, uh, sent us a lot of really fun information about sleep staying around. I don't know if you saw it about, I haven't yet about menstrual cycles and workouts, which we've kind of, uh, talked a little bit about and, um, a couple of other really interesting things. And then we're gonna, we gotta do it, which is talk about that show on Netflix, that physical, physical 100. Yes. Physical? Yeah. Physical, physical 100. 100 on Netflix. Yeah. So that's coming because I just watched some of it and wow, just somebody so. Told, somebody else told me about it and maybe we can have her guest on, former guest, Tony Ramos, Tony Charlene Ramos. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yes. She, she yeah. texted me about it. So yeah, I'm getting texts about it too, which I think means I've got a vibe, you know? So people yeah. are sending me fitness stuff, um, but I have started it and it is freaking crazy. I love it so far. So I do fear that it will turn into the squid game at some point because it has. Does it make you feel out of shape because these people are so Absolutely. It makes me, so the very first challenge, and we could talk about it, but maybe we should try it, is hanging from like um, this like jungle gym of bars essentially. And like, it would be just like seeing how long you could hang on a, a pull-up bar. But it's like over water, of course, and it's kind of like moody looking. Um but these people are hanging on and like, it's just watching all their different strategies. It's fascinating. They're all like, they're all ripped except for like some that are just like the big strong boys, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's fun. So we'll, we'll do that soon. All right. So keep sending them our way. We love having uh, a little, a little something to watch and something to read. Send us your recommendations. Send us uh, your articles. You can also do it at the Dumbbells across all social media platforms. We got them all. They're at the Dumbbells. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we're the Dumbbells. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>